Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody, and uh, roll tide. Roll dang tide. I guess. Uh, I guess. (laughs) Um, How's it going, man? That's good, man. We, We made predictions last week, which we'll talk about with the national championship game, but it turned out probably exactly how everybody anticipated it to go. Alabama won easily. I would say starting the second quarter, they were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done messing around. <laughs> Good gravy. Let me smack the desk a little harder with my phone next time. Um, it doesn't help that, you know, Ohio State's star running back goes down on the very first play of the game. Yes, not ideal. Less than ideal. I don't think it would have helped their defense not give up 52 points. <laughs> yeah, um, Sermon was not in charge of trying to cover the Heisman winner, so that's not really his job. Yeah, it was, it was a bold choice by the defensive coordinator to leave him open all night, basically. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. just when, whenever, wherever, and the stats he was able to amass. Before we, we he may, went we, out. We may even just, <laughs> it sounds like we're just going to hash it out now, but the, the stats he was able to amass in, what, two quarters, two, two and, and a half? half? Yeah. It's insane. Before he dislocated his fingers like, yeah, I'm not coming back because I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. We're already in the, we're in the 50s. By yeah. the time I come back out of the tent, so we're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Um, we don't have official baseball news, but we will be talking baseball tonight for 30 seconds. Ooh. Um, Mainly Spencer just really wants to play the bumper. I do. It's I, I was playing it before to test audio. I was like, yeah, I miss it. Let's do it again. Um. Talk about schedule that we don't have yet, but should soon. Adjustment to the schedule for this upcoming season. Um, that kind of thing. We'll talk basketball. News on the roster. Uh, review a couple of games. Preview a couple of games. Get into some football. There was a offensive line commitment Monday, I believe. Talk about the final polls and how that just made everything sadder for Texas Tech. Our thoughts on the championship game, if we have anything left that we haven't already talked about, and what we learned. 
It's a big show. Like like going on, covering all the bases. Yeah, it usually is. And it'll probably be like an hour and a half show. And they're like, oh my gosh, nobody listens to this because we just ramble on. So let's we, let's we could be precise today. Let's let's charge ahead, man. Um if you do want to follow us where we have to be precise and concise on the Twitter, because we only have 280 characters, you can follow the show at 23 Personnel. You can follow me, Spencer, at Punts Suck, Michael, Michael at at Michael underscore LBK. Follow us on Instagram, 23 Personnel Podcast. And as always, you can pick up your 23 Personnel t-shirts and hoodies. And I said we'll talk baseball. We will also talk basketball and football. But Michael, did you know mm-hmm. what the wait is finally over? Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back, although several games canceled tonight. You might not be at one of those games, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Man, just so pumped up. <laughs> Don't blame you. You know what, what I'm really pumped up for? Yes. Baseball. Let's do it. No. No, no. Almost. Don't do this to me. All right. Let's talk baseball. Okay. <laughs> Left field, well struck. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run, and he's got it into his own bullpen. Reps and some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes, and the pitch is driven from deep to right. Cursed down to the wall, off the top of the fence. Here comes the big fella. Cameron Warren's going to murder home from first. From the third is late, and the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Not that I want to replace any of those clips, but we could have, we should have updated that this past summer. Just like the basketball one, which we'll get to in a few minutes, could have and should have updated that. But we were taken, season was taken from us, Michael. You're still on mute there, buddy. It's a 2020 problem in 2021. Well, I was on mute just to make sure that I didn't interrupt that uh, gorgeous bumper. He was he was excited for it too. He's dancing around. Yeah, yeah, I was enjoying myself. Yeah, so um, we don't have an official schedule release just yet, but 
if you look historically, last season started on Valentine's Day, which is about a month away. Usually got the schedule five or six weeks ahead of time. The standardized start date given for basically most of the NCAA has been announced as February 19th, so you're exactly five weeks out from that. Um, My understanding is that the schedule is basically set. They need to, they, the conference, need to agree on a couple last-minute things, and then announcements can be made. What we're looking at, though, is probably still going to be a 56-game schedule, which is normal. Excuse me, but it looks like instead of playing three conference game, three game conference series, that you'll be playing four game conference series. So I don't have a format yet if that's going to be Thursday through Sunday or Friday, doubleheader Saturday, Sunday. Although from um, Mike Gustafson, who, if y'all follow tech baseball, it's fairly well connected. It says it's probably going to look at double headers on Saturday. Although he didn't say if that meant you'll get two nine inning games on Saturday, two seven inning games on Saturday, mm. one seven, one nine, or what that might look like, but that you'll still have the three day schedule, but play four games in that, that, that time frame. Um, and then finally, with going four-game conference series, you may lose out on those midweek non-conference games. So any non-conference games would be kind of uh, front-loaded in the schedule. And then if you have a conference by week, that weekend you can play non-conference. Like I said, we, we won't know that for sure until we get the schedule. Um. Hopefully soon, because we're, like I said, about a month out. Yeah, I can't believe it's it's almost here already. It's that time of year where the the weather starts to do weird things, and you don't know if it's spring yet or Oh, like dump fall. eight inches of snow the other, this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. I know around the house we measured seven or, or so ourselves. I don't even know if it was quite done snowing when we did that. But it, it just feels like baseball is coming. It's close. And pretty excited for it this year. Hopefully, you know, anxious to see how they'll do seating and whatnot at the ballpark. And hopefully I'll be able to get to to go um, to a, a few of the games at least. But I don't uh, – that may make it easier on fans to try to go if they're going to have four conference games instead of just three. I mean, that's, that's easy to kind of do the math there. Maybe you could get – a, f- a few more rotation of fans to come through at least as opposed to just having three games. Cause I know a lot of times it, it even got to where it was kind of harder to get tickets last year uh, or the year before, I guess I should say didn't really get to experience the season much last year. Yeah. You only played 19 games last year. You were 16 and three. Um, you had like a 12 game win streak there kind of in uh, there in the middle. You're like very quiet. I don't remember thinking, oh my gosh, you just won 12 games in a row. Um, I, I, most of it was not like non-conference. Uh, well, it was all not non-conference because you had, you may have played one conference series and you were waiting on West Virginia to come in that weekend when everything was shut down. But hey, you played 19 games last year. Um, 
looking to play a whole lot more than that this season. Yeah, and it, uh, a, a big chunk of it's going to be conference games, the vast majority of it. I mean, that's usually how it works anyway, but, yeah, you're adding in, you know, nine extra conference games. That's that's kind of interesting to yeah. see how they're going to do that. And, and I guess m- maybe that keeps travel kind of more to a minimum. That might be the thought there as opposed to, you know, trading midweek games with New Mexico back and forth and, you know, playing down in the the Rio Grande Valley or something. I know Tech kind of does a few fun things, but they may not be able to do all of that this year. Uh, Probably no road trip to Kentucky to play Louisville and UK again or something like that. So, uh at least the games that are being added are conference games and they're going to be some high quality opponents and some good baseball. Yeah. And, and like basketball, the big 12 baseball is really good. Um, yep. Except for the bottom two teams, which you would probably say is Kansas state, Kansas, everybody else. Dang good baseball. Texas, yes, Tech, Texas, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, West Virginia, all good teams. Um, Seth did a little bit of a uh, spring fall preview uh, based on the D1 baseball preview over on Staking the Plains. We'll have that linked in the show notes. But I just, I can't wait to start. You're going to have guys back like um, Hunter Dobbins and Micah Dallas, Ryan Sublette, like really good arms. Um, I'm really interested to see how the roster shakes out with the 2020 eligibility changes. Uh, we, I know we've said that it won't impact Texas Tech so much because we have a whole lot of senior leaders or senior depth, but it will impact – like it's going to impact the, the entire sport. So teams are going to look different. They're going to have different kinds of depth, which if you're going to be playing four-game series, you're going to need depth, right? Like you can't roll through and have solely a three-pitcher rotation, right? You're going to need to have – you know, four, hopefully five guys that you can throw out there to start any game. Um, I, I know Texas Tech the past few years has been pretty strong with a one-two and then mixed it up with a, a combination um, on Sundays. But, yeah, just can't wait for the schedule to come out, start looking at what this year may be. I, I remember the season ticket pack that I had the office and I had a whole stack of tickets ripped out for, for, for me to go to games, and I didn't mm-hmm. get to use any of them, any, any of the stack on my desk, because they were it's all like shame. conference games that we hadn't gotten to yet. It's just a shame is what that is. Yeah, it's, it's a shame bad. that I couldn't take advantage of our sponsorship dollars and go watch some baseball. But all it's right. a new year. It is a new year. Um, and that means everything's different, right? Yeah, <laughs> everything's different. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's talk basketball, man. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. Oh! And he stopped it! By the freshman sensation, Smith! Pass over the top of Colnick and a crowd strip by Owens. Ready on the run. Bounce pass. Here's Colmer! Evans. Yes! 
Mooney with a crossover in the line. Owens! Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go! Edwards with a three. Good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Moretti doubled into Tariq. Owens who puts it down! Moretti. Odiasi! Tropars it in! Got clocked down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. All right, basketball. I, I guess I'll start with the unfortunate news. Namari Burnett announced his intentions to transfer away from Texas Tech. Mike, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Seeing a I, former McDonald's All-American say, you know what, I'm going to leave Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, this was this was January 7th, so not that long ago, I think, right after the Kansas State game, but before the, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on who Tech just played, Iowa State game. So it's kind of worrisome, you know, um, and Tomboy wasn't, that wasn't great, especially given the years of effort that went into having him on the squad, take up a scholarship spot, um, and then all of a sudden just walk away very early into the season. Burnett worries me somewhat as well. Um, he was a talented player. What we got to see of him, he was the second best free throw shooter in the Big 12, I found out tonight. I was doing a little research on something else and just happened to see that he um, he was 89% on, on free throws this year. But I'm, I'm not sure what to think of it, aside from it seems too early to make that kind of decision. I can understand being such a touted recruit thinking that not only would you be getting more than 20 minutes a game as a freshman, that there's a good chance you might be starting by now. Uh, so, I, I mean, a beard was pretty lock-lipped on it. Of course he would be. Um, I, I, on the surface, it doesn't look great. And it it worries me a little bit to see one of the best recruits Tech's ever landed just walk away midseason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard to say um, what could have transpired to have him leave so so quickly into the season. Um, I mean, not as quickly as Ntombwe, who had basically been here a year, sitting, waiting for his eligibility to come up, then played like three games and announced he was leaving. Uh, Burnett was, was playing a lot of meaningful minutes. Um, nearly 18 minutes a game. He played in all 12 games up until his announcement he was leaving. The, uh, like I, I, I don't say it to, to bash on the player, Burnett. I say it for tech fans to say like there were some unmet expectations and that um, while he was taking up 20 minutes a game, he was only providing five points a game on 28% shooting from the field. And he was 
seventeen percent from three. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, most most of his points were probably from the free throw line. From the free throw line, yeah. Uh, I mean, he wasn't providing a whole lot offensively for your team, and a team that you saw the past couple of games like really explode. Um, I mean, especially against Iowa State. Now, Iowa State's not a good team. So, you know, to t- take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But um, Burnett, like, there were just, like I said, unmet expectations. And, and probably, on, like you said, on, on his end as well. Whether it was playing time or role or whatever it could have been as a, you know, a five-star guy coming in. Um, you know, he only played six minutes in that last game. That may have been, you know... He and Beard have, may have already had that conversation trying to figure out wh- what he was going to do going forward, and then he only gets a few minutes in that last game, kind of seals the deal. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Strange. Yeah. It, it is strange, and I don't think it's anything that's going to necessarily come back to haunt Tech or anything like that. But Not yet, I would say. Yeah, it's too early to tell, but, wow, just um, you, you just wonder. You, you wonder what, what the reasoning was there. Um, and Beard has a a way of, I I don't know what he tells the players, either he tells them what they don't want to hear or he tells them what they need to hear. And it's just a revolving door there. (laughs) It's just a, just a complete revolving door. Anytime someone may just bolt, someone may, it just kind of kind of seems to be the the culture that he's got going there, and I don't know if it's if it's a cutthroat. Well, either you're bought in or you're not. Get out, or well, the, what you have, you know, we don't see anything from your game yet to change the minutes we're giving you. And I'm being upfront with you that that may not happen till it may not happen this season at all. And then maybe that affects the player's decision. Maybe there's other things going on we have no idea about. I don't know. It it isn't the highest vote of confidence to see two guys like that just just walk away so early. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. So let, let's talk about the Iowa State game for a minute. Yes. Texas yes. Tech wins ninety one sixty four. The biggest thing is that not only did you score a lot of points, but you did it and you looked really good doing it. The offense looked smooth and effective and efficient. Um, you scored 54 points in the first half. Like that, that may have tied, well, sorry. I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me. Your your low output is not much higher than 54 points total in, in a game this season. And you put up 54 and a half. Yeah, Tech went nuts, man. Uh, the, you know, it, it looked to me the first five minutes was just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you just got that feeling that, man, I mean, Young's going to be giving Tech trouble all day, and he, he kind of did off and on, but after that first media timeout, after that first five minutes, boom, Tech went on an 8-0 run in one minute of game time, and then it was downhill for Iowa State from there. They had a 12-0 run later in the first half, and then another 12-0 run to f- close out the first half, basically. Just put on a show offensively. We're getting turnovers. Of course, Iowa State's really prone to turn the ball over. But, I mean, it, w- it was a great day to um, kind of 
us as fans who have doubted their offensive ability, it was a great day to shoot 59% from the field. Yeah, I mean, at one point in the first half, it was like 70-something percent. It was like, they're not missing. Yeah, they had one turnover in the first half. They finished with nine for the game, but just just one in the first half. It was, it, it may be, aside from some of the cupcake teams they played, probably the best half of basketball we've seen Tech play in the last 18 months. I, I don't know. It, it was up there. There, I think there were a couple of games last season where they really caught fire on offense, but th- there weren't many. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, so there was an eight-point run early on uh, and a m- not even a minute. It's like 45 seconds. And then a few minutes later, Tech goes on a 12-point run uh, in like a minute and a half. And then there towards the end of the first half – go on another 12-point run in a minute and a half. So, like, they had these runs, and they had them really fast, too. So in the span of four minutes of game time, they scored 30 points. Yeah. Which is... It's it's un... It's unsustainable. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's unsustainable. For for Tech basketball (laughs) moving forward, just think, oh, well... Sure, Tech's down by 11, but uh, they'll come out of this timeout and they'll score 12 in a row. No big deal. We've seen them do it. They'll score 12 in a minute. We're good. <laughs> come on. It's not a problem. You're going uh, like the final minute of a game down 15. Oh, I, I think we got this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 just uh, – it's. I'm going to try to say this. It's not the offense that you've seen from Texas Tech under Chris Beard. Uh, so it was good to see one – that you played well against a team that you were supposed to beat uh, because you had a couple games earlier this season, conference games at home, where you could you you said that you you could have should have won those games you didn't, uh, and then you came out against Kansas State, another bottom team in the in the Big Twelve, and you messed around with them for a while, and it was a close game, much longer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. But you go on the road up to Ames, and the game is over within a few minutes, basically, like. Go back and look at the score real quick. Um, you were up 18 halfway through the first half. Like, well, and this ended up being 91-64 was one of the worst three losses that Iowa State's had at home since I don't know when. I, I think there was some other qualifier there, but one of the others I think was either last year or the year before when Tech went up there. Yeah, so it, and, then, and then Texas did it as well. So th- there was two Tech games and a Texas loss that were the three worst, the three most lopsided losses at at uh, the Hilton. Yeah, it was the Iowa State's worst home loss was 30 points, and that was last year versus Texas Tech. And you were flirting with doing that again back-to-back years. Uh, you beat them up by 27 this year. Um, McClung had 18 points. Kyler Edwards, man, he, he he came alive this game. Nineteen, um, McCuller, like he he did everything. Uh, yes, fifteen points, five of eight shooting, uh, five of six from the line. He had eleven rebounds. We had his first career double double. Uh, only committed one foul, only one turnover. He had a block, two steals, and did that in twenty seven minutes of game time. So it's not like he was out there the entire game doing this. 
He's yeah. out there for a little more than a half. Yeah, and I, I'd like to see – I'd really like to see Peavy kind of take that next step. Uh, he only came away with six points on a night that you kind of hope that he'd, he'd come away with a little bit more than that, two of five shooting. 20 minutes of play time, so really – you know, Beard wasn't allowing him to stay out there too long. He got in foul trouble, too, so that doesn't help. But it also doesn't help when uh, you've got <laughs> Shannon coming off the bench. I mean, one of the best players on the team has kind of decided to take the Manu Ginobili role and, and just come off the bench. <laughs> you seems you like love, my choice. You love making these uh, these comparisons back to the Spurs. Well, that's, 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 my, uh, that's my baseline. And I'll gripe a little bit more, but unfortunately I can't watch them this year because of Fox Sports Southwest, so thanks. But the – I mean, Shannon came in, hit every free throw he took, three for eight from the field, not great, but 11 points in 26 minutes. I, I'm, I'm interested to, s to see this continue, this dynamic. Maybe he's going to be the sixth man despite the fact that he's obviously good enough to be a starter and possibly a draft pick this year. <laughs> Hard to tell. Yeah, I mean... I, it's a little early. I don't know the the deep inner workings of the um, X's and O's, if you will, of basketball, why you would not ask PV to come off the bench uh, with what he's done. Go ahead and, and just put Shannon, like when, when you're better players on the, on the court to start. You know, have a starting five of McClung, Shannon... Edward, Santo Silva, and McCuller. Uh, Peavy gives you a little more size, but he's definitely greener. He's definitely not as experienced, but I really like Peavy. And, I mean, I, I don't want to take minutes away from him. I, it's it's just an interesting dynamic, like you said. And maybe it maybe Peavy is providing something that's not on the stat sheet that, you know, it's hard to quantify unless you're, like, really sure. focused on tracking. Because, like, when you look at it, he had one rebound – Three assists, four personal fouls, uh, no turnovers, no blocks, two steals. So he created two turnovers, um, but only grabbed one rebound, and then six points in 20 minutes. So it's like, I don't know if that's – the stats to me don't say that's starting material. Now, Shannon – 11 points is actually a little bit of a regression. He's been scoring high teens, 20 points a game the past few uh, few games out there. And three of eight is, is, is a little low for him, but he's been really good at the line. Um, but, you know, he, he collected five rebounds, had six assists. Um, make sure I'm reading the right line here. He did have three turnovers. Um but forced two steals. So, um, the offense looked good, and 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 it, it, there's a time that you need to kind of get things going the right direction. It's now this this upcoming uh, schedule here. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night's game versus Texas. Uh, they are top five team in the country, depending on where you look. Ken Palm has them at six. I think ESPN or AP, whatever, has them at four. Um, they're 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 really strong offensively, even stronger on defense. Uh, the Texas Tech defense has slipped down to fifth. Uh, Texas defense is up at fourth. 
the, the Texas offense is ranked 12th, whereas yours is 37th, which is a big jump from where it was. Uh, and that's that's got to do with the past couple of games. Um, and they're just a little quicker on their tempo. So the game in Austin is going to be important. Um, you've done well down there in Austin the past few years. Uh, but then Yeah, you, after, after like a 20-year slump that yeah. everyone liked to bring up <laughs> in um, broadcasting. But you don't want to like – I don't know, like – it feels like you're going to go one and one or that you could go one and one if you play your cards right. Yeah. I honestly think one and one is the best case scenario out of this weekend. I don't, or not this weekend, but the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously Baylor is, is coming up on Saturday. I don't see, I don't see two and zero. uh, I, I take see it. 0-2 very easily. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. 0-2 is much more likely than, than 2-0. But if there's going to um, be one game that you're going to get, I, I want I want the Baylor game because I want the home game. You know, I, yes. I, I want Texas Tech to defend home court, whereas they, they gave up a couple games at home that they shouldn't have already. Uh, you need to get that back. But also Baylor has won like 30-something games in a row, and it's getting a little old. <laughs> you're just tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of all the winning. I'm tired of seeing somebody else win. Um, and I want to I, I break that streak. Baylor, uh, according to Ken Palm, is the number two team in the country. They, they, they're up there number two in a lot of polls behind Gonzaga. Offense is ranked fourth. Defense is ranked third. They're going to win a lot of games if they're able to maintain that high level of both offense and defense. Because you pair those two together, like we saw with Alabama in college football, there's not much anybody can do because typically you, you've got a team that's really good at one and kind of so-so at the other, like, like Texas Tech has been. They've been really good at defense, and if they can find their shot, they're pretty good, but they live or die on, on defense, whereas Baylor's top five in both offense and defense. Um, and that's going to be a home game on Saturday, so excited about the, the Bears coming to town. Which one, if you had to pick – because we also we also learned today that the Texas game will not have any fans in attendance in Austin, which is strange. So that there will be no fans in attendance at Austin. And yes, that there weren't very many fans coming during COVID anyway, but it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe it makes a difference. And that I think that is an advantage for Tech, but the disadvantage for Tech against Texas is their size. Oh, they're so long. They're huge. I mean, freshman Greg Brown, 6'9". And, and then you've got Jericho Sims, of course, 6'10". Kai Jones, 6'11". Kai Jones doesn't usually start, I don't believe, but he plays, you know, he plays a lot of minutes. Um, he plays, let's see, 22 minutes a game. So That's a lot. Those, <laughs> those are three big guys that are going to be out on the floor a lot. And I, I watched enough of that West Virginia game to see a couple of alley-oops that were concerning that didn't even look like, what's he do? Oh, that's, you know, it was, they, they just happened so fast. You didn't even, there was no way to react. You know, Santos Silva's not going to be able to, to, to stifle some of those. I mean, I hope we get to see some Tyreek Smith. I, we're we're going to scream it until people, people tell Chris Beard we want to see Tyreek Smith more. Uh, maybe we'll get to see him out p- 
playing a little bit more defense on on Wednesday, but I, I all that said, I kind of think, and this is completely opposite of what everyone else thinks. I think Tech may have a better chance against Baylor than Texas, despite Baylor's you know really killer offense. Tech has a knack of finding the best player and really limiting them and, and taking them down. So if if they can you know, slow down Jared Butler. I mean, if, if there's a way they can do that and then maybe maybe slow down Teague or, or Mitchell or, or, you know, one of the other guys and, and just try to keep things to a minimum, um, Tech may have a chance beating Baylor because I think Texas is more well-rounded. They've got four guys, I think, that average 12 or 13 points. And then um, – you know the the next one in line I think had is nine points a game. I had that pulled up here and I and I've already lost it. It was uh, who was it? Yeah, Kai Jones averages nine points a game. So they 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 got more ways to beat you. I think I think Baylor is very strong offensively, but Tech may be able to slow them down. Not easy. I don't want to say anything about beating. Baylor is going to be easy, but if I had to pick one, I think there's a better chance that Tech's going to walk away with a win on Saturday at home, even though even though Austin will be empty. I would agree, and 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 so some of it has to do with like looking at the Baylor, the Baylor roster. Um, the same points you're making, the, the Texas size has me concerned. They like those three players that are like six, nine, ten, eleven. Um, Baylor doesn't have that size. Like their big guy, uh, Tachua, six eight. Now he plays bigger than six eight. I watched part of their game against TCU uh, during halftime when Texas Tech was at halftime this past weekend. Dude looks much bigger. At least he plays much bigger than six eight. But that, that's their that's their big guy. Yeah. Um, yep. They have three forwards on the roster, and everybody else is listed as a guard. So, like, yeah. you're going to get a, a bunch of guys that wanna, are going to want to move with the ball. They're going to try, try to take a shot. I think Texas Tech defensively matches up better. doesn't mean they're going to win this game. Sure. Um, but I like our shots better against Baylor than Texas because you really can't scheme against size too well. No, unless you have size to scheme, of of which to scheme uh, with weight. Yeah, I mean, of, therefore, you've got Reek and, and and Golden, but that the, they're not that they haven't been producing and playing enough. Um, where you would just turn them loose against Texas. Yeah, I, I mean, and it goes back to that size kills you defensively, or, or just not defensively, but on the boards. Two of the top ten rebounders in the Big Twelve are Greg Brown and Jericho Sims. Combined, they average about fifteen boards a game. I mean, Tex, you know, Santos Silva on that list, he's number ten. He averages six. And then you get to number sixteen, and somehow it's Kyler Edwards who averages five. So, I mean, those guys. Yes, defensively they're going to hurt you as well as offensively. Um, but you know, with with Baylor scoring, 
Jared Butler's all you know, sixteen points a game. Uh, Teague has fifteen. If there's a way that Tech can limit those two guys, and Tech has a lot of athletic guards and a lot of physical guards that can disrupt good players, then they have a chance to win the game. Yeah. Like you said, it's a little bit more favorable matchup, I think, just size-wise and 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 you know speed and talent against Baylor. But oh boy, <laughs> it's also a team that hasn't lost a game. Yeah, since like November of 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um, yeah, like you're saying, uh, you're gonna have you're gonna be home versus Baylor. You're, you're gonna have fans in attendance, as, as far as we know. They, um, it's going to be a strange environment in Austin, but like, I don't know, man. I do think one and one is possible. And I think that one would have to come against Baylor. I'll definitely take two and oh, I won't be too upset about Owen two. Um, just with the way that this schedule sets up and then, you know, the a week from Wednesday, you're back against TCU, which back at should home. Should be a W. <laughs> you should be getting right back into the wind column there. I wasn't quite sure at first. You know, when I, I saw them play uh, OU earlier on in the season, I thought, oh, TCU kind of sounds like they're, uh, yeah, they're, Tech should win that. Tech should Tech should beat TCU. Um, you know, they, they could give them some trouble, but, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're, this is getting into next week's uh, preview. Uh, and these numbers are sure to change, but TCU's offense is ranked 84th in the country. Defense is 90th. Uh, similar numbers to what we saw going into I- Iowa State, I believe. So you should have a favorable matchup there. Um, speaking of games you should have won, did, did you see Oklahoma State and Kansas play tonight? I did not. I saw they were playing, but I opted to watch a little bit of the West Virginia-Texas game from uh, this Saturday. Okay. I was going to say, because Baylor and West, West Virginia were supposed to play, and they, their game got canceled. Oklahoma State beat Kansas. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they did. So, it's taking the sting off losing to Oklahoma State in overtime at home, but those darn officials. Um, oh, well, I think I think it's my turn to tell you something, Spencer. Is it? If you're ready. I'm so ready. The wait is finally oh, over. No. I mean, yes. Hooray. <laughs> okay. Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back, baby. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and tools. Oh, nope. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today. Use promo code ARMCHAIR, that's A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Experts. All right. Let's talk some football. Yes. Welker takes it at the 11. He's going to try to get to the right sideline, breaks the tackle. He's got running room at the 30, the 35-40. He's the midfield, the 45-40. He may go. 25, 10, touchdown, Red Raiders. Davis Webb, the freshman, screen. Underneath there, breaks the tackle still up the sideline. Turns on the juice, touchdown. O'Harrell in the shotgun. From the 28 to throw. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He played. Oh, he's the worst. Red Raider. Unbelievable. Michael Crabtree has done it. Let the scoring begin. So you know I had to do the radio call on that uh, Crabtree touchdown. Because our man. To hear our current offensive coordinator. coordinator in the background. Sonny Gumby was in on that on that booth to make that call. Um, you knew that you you made this what like three years ago, but you just had a feeling. Just had a feeling. It's time to come home. <laughs> it's time to come home. <laughs> I'm coming home. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Texas Tech secured the commitment of junior college offensive lineman Matt Keeler. Uh, we'd heard this was possible for a couple of weeks before he finally made it known and announced it. 66290 from Coffeyville Community College. Uh, check out the commitment post on Staking the Plains. Apparently he was a he was a full um what is that called? He was fully eligible coming out of high school. Um but went junior college because he had better options there. Supposedly, apparently, uh, needed to work on his body a little bit. Was coming out of high school a little overweight. He's dropped 40 pounds from his high school profile, which is not something you usually see in offensive linemen going, you know, as they get older, they usually put on weight. But 66290 is not a bad size for a tackle, which is where I think he's projected. And he's coming in with multiple years of eligibility left. So Matt Wells continues to mine those transfer markets, uh, obviously this is a little bit different with junior college, but getting old in a hurry, uh, bringing in depth and age, and did so on the offensive line, which is helpful because the recruiting class they just signed in December only had two high school offensive linemen in that class. Mm-hmm. 
and that was one of the you know especially on the on the left side kind of one of the weaker parts of the offense i'm not going to be overly critical on the offensive line right now but i mean tech was still able to run the ball well with with those guys and yeah i mean it i I just just more is better more is definitely better so welcome to texas tech mr matt keeler from coffeeville community college not coffee town not to be confused with coffee town coffeeville correct so i heard this note today and i want to bring it up um and commiserate with you I just, I'm just reading it, and oh man, it makes so me sad. Go the, ahead. The final poll was released uh, on Tuesday following the national championship game. The Iowa State Cyclones checked in at number nine, so they finished the season at number nine. You know why this is significant and important? I'm afraid I do. Because it leaves Texas Tech as the only Big 12 team to not finish the season in the, in the top ten. Which is crazy when you think about like the, the two thousand eight year, but those le- the those two losses there towards the end of the season, Oklahoma and Ole Miss, pushed them back. I think they were low teens, like eleven, they twelve, were twelve. Yeah, twelve. They finished twelve in the AP poll because I, I looked it up while we were talking because I thought, no, that can't be right. There's yeah. no way that's right. Even but Kansas finished higher back in two thousand seven. The good news is the Harris Interactive poll had Tech at eight but that was before the bowl game <laughs> before the bowl game so that doesn't really count but but yeah that it was it was a rough last three games because tech survived against baylor um, yeah that was when well. yeah that's when harold broke his hand crabtree rolled his ankle broke his leg whatever it was um yeah i i did not know i didn't realize that iowa state was the only one aside from tech to not finish in the top 10, uh, you know, uh, it, but to be fair, has West Virginia finished in the top 10 since they've been a Big 12 team? Or is this just, like, history-wise? Has TCU? I think they might well, have. TCU certainly has on that year when they were competing with Baylor for the top spot in the league. That's right. It was That's pre-Big right. 12 title game. Or maybe it was – this may have been the year that got the Big 12 title game – instituted or I think it was that was the first year of the playoff I'm pretty sure yeah uh West Virginia you know what they may have finished the top 10 previous to joining Big 12 I don't know if they've done it since they've been part of it so there's that (laughs) so take that yeah buddy yeah that not a great not a great thing to think about did you see though that um one unfortunate voter did put texas tech number five in their poll um <laughs> texas tech had 21 <laughs> votes in the in the, the final uh, t- t- 21 points in the final poll how about that until he realized that he meant to vote for texas a&m at number oh, five. Yeah. Oh yeah <laughs> and then corrected it texas tech is no longer receiving votes I, I see that um, to bring the mood down even more. You have a second little bullet point here. That I do. Would you like to share with the class? Even though Kansas finished ranked in the top 10 in 2007, they did not compete. They, they were not the representative in the Big 12 title game for the Big 12 North that year. Missouri was, which means Tech and Kansas are the only Big 12 teams, their original Big 12 teams, to not compete for a conference title. So that would exclude it's good company. West Virginia now, 
because you know the the other uh, qualifier that, that we put on, on the last stat, because uh, I believe TCU did, or at least we're, we're in consideration for it that year, pre Big Twelve title game. So yeah, we have uh, not finished top ten, and now only other team besides Kansas to not compete for a title, Big Twelve title. It's just a, it's just only up from here, Spencer. We're in started from shape. the bottom. Yeah, we're in great shape. We've Still got here. A, a former Snyder Tiger leading the helm, leading the charge. We're we're in good shape here. Not worried about it at all. So the championship game was Monday night. A lot of mixed reviews from our our Slack chat. A lot of uh, <laughs> yawns and mez. And I I I, I was entertained. I, I I liked watching the game. Um, I believe I liked it about the first quarter and a half. <laughs> I believe I said that I thought Alabama was probably going to win, but I wanted Ohio State to win, and I was I was really big on, uh, you know, picking up the bandwagon Ohio State fandom there. Alabama definitely won, 52-24 or whatever it ended up being. Um, their set of triplets or whatever you want to call it, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, like... Outside of that strip sack fumble, whatever you want to call it, that Mac Jones coughed up the fumble, the three of those guys just looked unstoppable. Well, Mac- the Mac Jones fumble led to a score, didn't it? I mean, that was eventually, yeah, pretty big, uh, considering how how little Ohio State ended up scoring. <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones through the game actually ended up uh, improving his completion percentage to reset the highest completion percentage of a college quarterback in a season, dethroning our man Baker Mayfield. Wow. How about that? Like, I think it's like greater than 77%, which is just nuts. Because I remember uh, back in 2008, that, that's what, all they were talking about with, with Colt McCoy. is like He was completing like 80% of his passes, and he was. Yes. But he was passing 12 passes a game. He was going like 12 of 15. Yeah, or something like that, and like 150 yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was doing well, but it was definitely not. He he was Graham Harrell was also completing 70, percent but he was throwing it 45 times. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was that whole playoff thing this year was just very disappointing. I mean, I, I was texting some friends and I asked y'all about it too. Just in general. Is is this as a tech fan, as a as a football fan in you know, twenty twenty with COVID and all that stuff, is this the most disappointing football season that um you can remember as a tech fan? Um Yeah, probably. I kinda think so. I mean it's just the the team was not good. Um, you know, the coaching wasn't great. Uh, fortunately, no one got sick. That's, that's or I mean, not that's not what I mean. None of the games were canceled, at least, by people yeah. getting sick. Um, but, yeah, it, it just seems, I, I guess I'm just jaded. I'm going to blame it on life. But it is kind of disheartening to to know of all the hoops that were jumped through all the things that happened 
all of the testing, all of this, all of that, just so Bama could completely pummel everybody in the college football playoff and win another damn championship. Good job, everybody. This well, is this is what it was all for. We, we did it. If you want to take Kyle Jacobson's stance and kind of zoom out a little bit, we all fought for sports to come back. Oh, yes. And what do we see? We saw Alabama win a title. We saw the Dodgers win a title. And we saw the Lakers win a title. <laughs> I was like, sweet. So we got favorites across the board. Just chalk. Yeah, and not just favorites, but storied like uh, blue bloods, if you will. Yes, blue bloods. There across, you go. Across all sports. Yeah. Yeah. If the Yankees had won, it did really would be a, a, you know, some sort of COVID conspiracy going on here. But um, yeah, I, I th- this just the whole. I I was not into bowl season at all. Usually, I'm somewhat interested. I watched some of the Big Twelve stuff. The playoffs. I, I mean, I really was. I checked out after a quarter and a half last night. I thought this is ridiculous. But I did pick Bama to win, just to throw that out there. Mainly it was because I needed to continue up the charade of my Ohio State hate that I've had all season, claiming that no matter what, they were going to get into the football playoff. And guess what? It they happened. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ten jumped through hoops just to make sure that happened. They Been changed rules. It since August. <laughs> they were changing <laughs> no rules every what, other week. Ohio State's going to be up there, man. And they were, and they got the their lungs kicked in, which – I did not see that. I really didn't see that coming. Uh, you know, having Sermon in there, I'm sure would have helped a little bit. But my gosh, no, uh, I don't. I don't know what could have stopped that. That kind of bleeding. It was just ridiculous. I, I wanted to go back and see. This is, this is such a dominant football season by Alabama, but I don't care. I mean, it was seeing LSU just absolutely kick the crap out of everybody last year was a lot more fun than this, but. I mean, their games, gosh, they never had a close game. One of their closest games was against Notre Dame, 31-14, to 14, and Notre Dame scored a touchdown in the last minute and a half. I'm just going through this. 38-19 against Missouri, their first game of the year. That was pretty close. A&M, 52-14. Ole Miss, 63-48. 63-48. That was the type of game that would have gotten the Big 12 crucified five years ago. By um, the Alabamas. By Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, Trounced Georgia, 41-24. Tennessee, 48-17. Skunked Captain Leach, 41 to nothing. Um, Kentucky, 63-3. Auburn, 42-13. LSU, 55-17. Arkansas, 52-3. to three. Oh, okay, I take that back. The SEC Championship, that was their one close game, 52-46. to 46. <laughs> there, was a, there was a one-score game against Florida. And that, that would have been a game that would have really, like, the Big 12 would have like, changed everything. Well, no, like, they would have been like, oh, the, yeah. these are your best two teams, and they put up 100 points. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. No defense. Like, let's play some real football in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only cool to have an offense like that because that's the only way a wide receiver can win a Heisman is if they play in the SEC for Alabama. Because have we, those stats in 07 and no one gives a shit. Not even top 10, man. Defensive linemen. Two defensive linemen were ahead of Crabtree. <laughs> also, if, if you want to talk about that. I'm quick, not better. 
No, I'm not bitter at all. Uh, Crabtree. Smith is awesome, by the way. No one is. No, he's so good. He's so dang good. good. In four years, barely put up more than what Crabtree did in two years. Yeah, but that's against SEC defenses. (laughs) Which isn't saying much these days. I can't even say with a straight face anymore. Yeah. All right. But anyway, gosh, just uh, just kind of disgusted how it all ended. It was it was fun for a while. Hey, <laughs> speaking of being disgusted with how it ends, let's talk about what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, Sue. I don't know either. All right, man. You got the note here. What do we learn this week? Okay, I put the note in here that buns are important. And I, I guess I should elaborate. I learned that the Wendy's next to my house, which is definitely not a sponsor, <laughs> but you and I have, we have waxed poetic about the pub burger, the pub fries. The pub fries are where it's at, man. Yeah. The pub fri- I mean, you know, the, the, this, this pub thing they've got going on there is pretty good. It, one of the big selling points of the pub burger is the pretzel bun. Yeah, it's, it's okay. You weren't a huge fan, but I think it was the so, beer cheese I was more <laughs> fan of. Shocker. Well, the last two, let's see, the time before last, I went to the Wendy's next to the house. We we both got cheeseburgers. Didn't order anything special about them at all. Neither cheeseburger had lettuce on it. Just inexplicably, there was no lettuce on it, which is kind of weird. If you're expecting lettuce on a cheeseburger, it's like okay, that's fine, no big deal. But it's one of those one of those ingredients you can kind of get over like, eh, okay, fine. Well, that was exactly it. But it was just really odd that they both didn't have it, and I dev- definitely didn't ask to not. Anyway, go back this time and get the chicken version of the pub burger, pub burger chicken sandwich or whatever with the beer cheese and the mm-hmm. onion strings and the pretzel bun. Get home. My wife unwraps. There is no bottom bun. How do you miss? <laughs> How the hell do you not have a bun? <laughs> Reminds me of that old Ron White sketch where the wheels fall off and he says they missed lug nut day. Someone missed bun day. So <laughs> my wife was I'm over like... there trying to eat this sandwich, kind of like half of a double down or whatever that crazy KFC thing was where the <laughs> chicken was the bun. And so <laughs> she managed to do it. I was really proud. But yeah, it was just it was just a a piece of the the crispy chicken and then with all the veggies and stuff and then a bun on top. And so she was just awkwardly holding it like that the best she could. No bun. How do you leave I have never I, I am a fast food connoisseur of sorts. And I have never come away from a restaurant. <laughs> Without an even number of buns. <laughs> that's I, I don't even know, man. That's that's such it's a strange so thing to leave off. Like I'm trying to think like how that was even possible. Like maybe when they were wrapping it up, it like it just got flung out or something. And the guy was like, eh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, just put it in the bag. Just put it in the bag. <laughs> and the buns go. on the floor. And if that's the case, you know what? We would if the only option to that worker or if the only solution to that worker was, well, I mean, I've got to pick the bun off the floor and put it back in here. They made the right choice. 
if no, they were going to just remake the sandwich, could have remade the sandwich, yeah, or something. <laughs> if the only option was, well, I got to pick this up and wrap it up, and <laughs> good job, good on you for just letting it go, <laughs> throw it in the bag. But anyway, that's what I learned. I learned that buns are important. Um, along those same lines of fast food restaurants that we really enjoy leaving items out of things, I've A little bit of the shine of Whataburger. Has oh, been no. Wearing off. Yes. Because not only does it take 20 minutes to get your dang food at a fast food restaurant, yes. it's like, it annoys me to no end that, like, like, I enjoy mobile ordering for most restaurants because it means, like, you show up, your food's ready. Yeah. Not the case with Whataburger. It's like, you, if somebody's done a mobile order from Whataburger, you understand, like, you order everything you want, you hit submit, then you go to the restaurant, and you tell them which spot you're parked in. I don't think they get the order until you check in. Well, because they got to make it fresh for you or something. Well, so so there, there is that annoyance that like the the past like few times I've gone there, I, I, I've gone there knowing I'm going to, I'm going to wait a while, like long enough that I've turned the engine off. Whatever car I was driving is like, this is ridiculous. I have to sit here this long. I I have had to call into the restaurant on two or three occasions, like, hey, guys, it's been 25 minutes. Like, <laughs> and, and I ordered online. I ordered online like an hour ago, basically, at this point. No, so there's that. They've, and and luckily it hasn't been for my order, so it like hasn't affected me, but like it's affected my son and, and my wife, but both. The only thing those two like to get at Whataburger are like the chicken strips and gravy. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is like, 25% that you'll actually get your entire order when you order the chicken strip dinner, including the gravy, which is the most important part of that dinner, I, I would say. It's crucial. I mean, that's that's probably half the reason you get it. Yeah. Um, also, the last time I went, I turned it down because it, like, it was so surprising to me that w- what they were trying to hand me. He came up to me and said, hey, is this for, for Spencer's like, yeah, I was like, okay, here's your, here's your large chocolate shake, which, you know, for, for Whataburger, large is 44 ounces. They handed me <laughs> a, like a 44 ounce chocolate milkshake. I was like, I did not order that. I don't, I don't think that's my order. So then like he, he read through some of the order, but like reading from a, a receipt, like you get bits and pieces and like the words he said to me is like, none of that sounds familiar. That's not my order. Especially I did not order a large milkshake. So I sent it back. Five minutes later, they come out the exact same order with a different person. Yeah. Hey, are, are you Spencer? Is this you? He's like, yes, I'm Spencer. Did you order a large chocolate shake? No, I did not. And then she read the, the items fully what they were. I was like, oh, yes, that is my order. Chocolate shake is not mine. I have no <laughs> idea where you got that from. <laughs> I was like, I'll take everything but the chocolate shake. But yeah, they, they, they've been like leaving weird stuff off too. And I, I don't have an example besides the, the gravy, but... It's been weird things on, on my sandwich too, like cheese every now and then will just be missing. Or do you get sandwiches? Do you get burgers from Whataburger and the cheese isn't melted? That's happened to us quite a few times and that's annoying. Which is weird. I, if, yeah, if it's been I mean, it's just freshly weird. made that like yeah, you couldn't get it, American cheese to melt? Yeah. I mean, it, there was one time where we were on this this quest for a good burger because I kept, I kept picking up burgers and they kept being not good. So I'm not going to run through who every who all of them were, but they were, because we were just on a burger kick, 
one you know week or so, which is great. I'm always on a burger kick, but usually no one's on it with me. So it, it was nice to kind of just be on that ride. But we kept getting so many that you'd come home and the cheese would just be kind of like dangling there. And you're like, what, what is happening? <laughs> it's, it's like, it reminded me of when I think I've talked about this on here when my dad would say, well, we got cheese at home. It reminded me of that. You like, if you, if you got a hamburger it, to save this 17 cents or whatever for cheese, and then you come home and you put the cold piece of cheese on your burger and then you eat it. It's just, it doesn't work. Or like the cheeseburger you get from like the school cafeteria. Like everything is dry and cold and like this is. It's all the same temperature. But like It's all like room temp. But like the bun is stuck to the meat and like you can't peel it off without tear. I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. How does that even happen? Are they steamed together? (laughs) Apparently. I never understood that. It was just, it was like it was all one piece. But maybe that was to guarantee that they would never forget the bottom bun. Bottom bun was always there on my on my school lunches. Never once didn't have a bottom bun. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, with that though, <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap this one up. We're actually gonna be, yeah, about normal. Yeah, yeah you know, it's about normal. So that'll do it for us on the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.